Hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Kenitra Bryant, and today's motivational aim targets storms reveal your true source. For those who are first time listeners, thank you for stopping by. I'm currently covering a series entitled The Storm. My aim with this series is to provide revelatory truths that I'm learning as I go through the storms of life and share those learned lessons with you. I hope that you find this series inspiring as you remain empowered through the storms of life and the aftermath of storms that we all face. I've had the opportunity to cover some topics that individuals can identify with, and you can listen to parts one through seven, but the motivational aim that I want to address today is how storms reveal your true source. It doesn't matter the storm a person finds themselves in. Storms come and storms go. And when they come, sometimes people can't pinpoint when the storm is coming or what to do. If we think about natural physical storms, whether it's a dust storm, thunderstorm, hailstorm, firestorm, when those storms come, those storms don't discriminate. A storm doesn't think, well, You've been so nice to people this year. I'm a rainstorm, so I'll pour rain on everybody else except you. Oh, your family member was nice this year also. Let me go ahead and throw an added bonus. I will not rain on your car, your family member's car. I won't rain on anything concerning you. I'll even make sure that your pavement doesn't get wet. I want to make sure you stay dry. That's what I'm going to do for you. No, rainstorms don't do that. A hailstorm doesn't say, you know what? I'm raining all this hail, H-A-I-L. I'm raining all this hail on this region, but since you have a lot of money and you're wealthy, I'm going to skip over your house. No, hailstorms don't do that. A firestorm doesn't smoke up and burn up everything in its path and then sees one person who made straight A's in school and say, You know what? You did so good this semester. You made all those A's. I'm going to make sure not to burn up anything concerning your family. I won't touch it. Storms come. Storms go. It doesn't matter the intensity of that storm. That storm will not discriminate. They don't have favorites. Storms don't have favorites. And if a physical, natural storm comes, it goes, and it rains on the just and the unjust, personal storms, they don't discriminate either. Let's say somebody's experiencing a financial storm. When that financial storm hits, it doesn't just hit a person in a low or high socioeconomic status. A person could be a billionaire a trillionaire, and be hit with a financial storm. When a health storm hits, health storms don't affect people who are already having health-related issues. They do, but you have individuals who experience health storms and they are young, they are older, they're rich, they're making it day by day, they're vibrant, they could be a professional athlete. A person who exercises every day, they eat healthy, and they're hit with a health storm. Mental storms, 
They don't hit people who are in facilities and locked away only. Mental storms don't walk around with a caption saying, hey, be careful of this person because they're unstable. No, mental storms can hit any or everyone at any time. A mental storm can hit someone as they are laughing about something. Somebody can be laughing about something and have a mental breakdown. Mental storms don't happen to people who look like they're disheveled. They look like they need help. A mental storm can hit anyone at any time due to the variety of things going on with that person. You could think somebody has it all together. They're organized. They can do things in just tip-top shape. They could be a sociable person. They could be an individual who's a giver. They're always giving. They're always doing for others with a smile on their face. But that person could be going through a mental storm. Relational storms. Relational storms don't just hit people who have just broken up. They're divorced or suffered a break in communication. A relational storm can hit in the midst of a marriage with a family member, a loved one, at any time. You could be scrolling on social media, looking at people's skin and grin and be hugged up, booed up and locked arms, kissing, hugging, showing off where they are, showing their plates, what they just ate, showing their new designer bags, clothes, accessories, their money, and they're just laughing and smiling with a family member, friend, loved one person that they're in a romantic relationship with, and they're experiencing hell. It's a relational storm going on. And the relational storm could be because of abuse taking place. Disrespect. Someone not valuing someone. These storms are real. What about desire storms? Desire storms don't come and go. Those storms can go on for years where somebody has a desire for something and they don't see the result and they don't see anything happening to get to the desire for it to be a reality. And a person's been praying for it year in and year out and they're on the brink of losing hope. That's real. What about academic storms? Career storms? Identity storms? Self-worth storms? Storms that magnify what happened to you in your past. Storms that question or cause you to question your present, your future. Storms happen. They happen in a person's life. And they can happen at any time. A person might think that they are in control of their life. They think that they have a control and a handle on their social circle, their friends, their finances. And then they're trying to figure out, I mean, how did I get into this storm? I'm controlling this right here. I mean, I I should be okay. No, you don't control anything. When storms come, they come. They're not knocking on the door asking, hey, can I come in today? I mean, I'm a storm. Just want to know, is is today a good day? 
and you have the right to say, nah, nah, don't, don't come back ever. They're coming back. They're coming. What are you going to do when they show up? A storm could hit a person's life or this person thinks, well, I have all the money in the world, so I'm straight. I'm okay because I have all this money. I'm not going to go through any storm that's really going to shake me to my core because I have money. I have cash. And if a person thinks like that, they think that their source is the cash. But let's say you have all the money in the world, but this is a health-related storm that just showed up. You can have all that money, but money can't heal you. Money is used as a tool to purchase items. Money cannot heal a person's ailment. I'm talking about heal it. Or you could have all the money in the world and the storm that hits is a mental storm. A mental issue storm. Money can't fix your mind. Money can distract your mind. But money can't fix the root of what's going on in a person's mental state that's causing them to either revert, regress, and go back to things that they are not healed from. And it makes them perform and act in a certain way. And it's unhealthy. And if you're dealing with a mental breakdown, a person is depressed. Money at that point, as I stated earlier, that's a distraction. Or a resource to purchase other distractions, but the mind is going through a storm. Money, nor the person, is the source in any storm. The only way to get through and get on the other side of the storms we face is identifying God as the source of it all, and he's the source to get us through the storm, nothing else. Let me use the money example again. A person could have all this money, all this cash, and then a firestorm comes through, and the firestorm burns up their home, their land, and yes, they might have the funds to purchase another house, but what if what they had in their home were a lot of memorable keepsakes and family heirlooms that were passed down from generation to generation. Money can't get that back. That's why we must remember that God is our source. Nothing else is. I don't care if you have a person who you've known for a long time and they're always hooking you up with what you need. They're always providing things for you. When you call them, they always come through. Some people can start looking at that other person as a source because they're always coming through for them every time you call. But storms, remember, they don't discriminate. A storm can hit that person's life who is always hooking you up. And it will affect the other person where you learn real fast you know what, the only one who is hooking me up is God, not that person. God used that person to assist me, but God is the one who's the source. He's the divine hookup. Money is not our source. Relationships aren't our source. And what we think we can do on our own apart from God, that most definitely is not our source. 
Jesus is the source. God is the source. And the storms of life will reveal that. It will ring loud and clear. Nothing can overtake God, but God can overtake anything, including the storms that we find ourselves in. And I want to go ahead and look at an example of how God is the source in the storm. In 2 Kings, the fourth chapter, in the first through the seventh verse, there was a woman who was in a storm. This woman was the wife, widow of a man of God. When her husband died, creditors came to her and asked her for their money. And they let her know, you need to pay us or your sons will be slaves. That is how the debt will be paid. This woman was in a financial storm and she was a woman of God who married a man of God and her husband knew other preachers, prophets, and pastors. But her position of being a woman of God and the wife of a prophet That position didn't save her from the financial storm she faced. Her relationship with her husband wasn't a source for her either. The creditors didn't care about what her husband did and who her husband was. When she was in this financial storm, her husband's colleagues, the other preachers, pastors, and prophets, they didn't come together and say, we're going to collect an offering for you to make sure that your sons are not going to be put in slavery, they didn't do that. They didn't do that. Now, I don't know what they told her, but what if they told her, we're praying for you. We sure are praying for you. Lord, I just hope that you come up with that money. Oh, Lord, bless her. Bless her, Lord. May the Lord bless and keep you, sister. Oh, it's just hard out here, but the Lord is, God is faithful. God is good. God is so good. He's going to bless you. I believe it. I believe it. He's going to do it for you. Ain't God all right? Ain't God all right? God is all right. I know too much about him. You can't make me doubt him. What if they were saying that to her? We know she didn't receive anything because she was in a storm. She was in it. Her relationships with people. That was not her source. Her position was not her source. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. What mattered was God was her only source in this situation. And God was the one who delivered her and her sons. I encourage you to read 2 Kings, the fourth chapter, in the first through the seventh verse. Let's look at 2 Kings, the fourth chapter, in the eighth verse through the 36th verse. I encourage you to read that too. And we touched on this in part 7 with the Shunammite woman. And we read about how the Shunammite woman was a prominent woman, a leader, financially fit. She had money. She was a leader. But when her son was hit with that health storm, her prominence was not her source. Her being a leader in the community, that wasn't helping her through that storm. She knew God was her only source. That's why she didn't engage in distraction. She kept going because she knew that God was the divine source. And then let's jump to 2 Kings, the fifth chapter in its entirety. We read about Naaman, a man who had a prestigious position. He was a wealthy man, but that wealth wasn't his source. 
when he endured a health storm. That money wasn't the source. God was the source. God was the one who healed him. The money did not. And then let's jump to Daniel, the third chapter. We read about the three Hebrew boys. They knew people from work and from school. They excelled in their calling and craft. But the storm of jealousy with co-workers and colleagues and classmates, that storm still happened. They were thrown in a firestorm. They had to go through that firestorm. But while they were in the firestorm, their relationships with their co-workers, that wasn't their source. Their education wasn't their source. Their career wasn't their source. God was their only source in that firestorm. And then let's jump to Daniel, the fourth chapter. Read that if you can in its entirety. But King Nebuchadnezzar was the king and he had a dream and a warning that he was not the source of anything. So God told the king, you're not the source of anything. I'm the source. I'm the head. I'm the leader. But in that king's pride, he declared that he was the source. He was the creator of Babylon. He was the one who was majestic, glorious, and powerful, and the one to be praised, not God. And this king went through a mental, physical, relational, spiritual, social, and emotional storm all in one. So it's safe to say he was in a storm within a storm within a storm within a storm. Just looking at these or hearing these examples... We don't have the power to stop or start anything, but we can put our trust in the one who is the divine power source and protective source that we can lean on through any storm of life. God is our source. Jesus is our source. The Holy Spirit confirms that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are the divine power sources. Don't ever think that just because you're doing well, things are going great for you, that it's because you are the primary source. You're the source. No, God blessed you with favor. God is the one navigating you through the storms of life. Never forget that. Even if you have to check yourself, check yourself and do it with haste. And the scripture I would like to leave you with is Psalm, the 121st chapter and the second verse, which reads, My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I selected this scripture because it is reassuring and it's a confirming promise that God is our divine helper. And God has the power to do all things and all power is in God's hands. God created the heavens and the earth and every detail associated with it. God had the power to bring things to life, and he does have the power to bring things to life. God is organized in all his ways. And if we know that, we should praise God for being the divine source. He is the true source. We are not the source because we don't even have the ability to do any of the things God has done. Never underestimate God's divine power and always recognize God as the true source not only in your storms but in your daily operations in your day-to-day activities in your daily life God is the source we are not 
and nothing else is. So remain encouraged as you train your mind to realize who is the real source in any situation you find yourself in. Who's the source? Is it you or is it God? Is it your relationships or is it God? Is it your wealth or is it God? That is something that needs to be addressed and openly stated as you get on the right path, as you identify who God is and then what God can do and how he's able to do what he does because he is the source. Thanks for tuning in. Visit drkenitrobryant.com where you can sign up to receive your Aim Towards the Target weekly encouragement on the website. You can select from a variety of Bible plans you can complete individually or in a group setting. I also have inspiring apparel available. You can check out my Bible plans on the YouVersion Bible app. And feel free to connect with me on Instagram at Aim Towards the Target. May God continue to protect, bless, strengthen, and cover you and all who belongs to you as you keep him first and aim towards your God-honoring targeted goals, whether you are in a storm or not. Don't forget his promise that those that love him, he is working all things together for their good. Okay? Peace and God bless.